Yeah, why, why do you think they called bumpers, Gary? <laughs> I don't know. Because they come at the beginning at the end, like bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Alex, you're a marketing guy. Do you like that design behind Paul? Does that, that sweet logo thing look pretty cool to you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's, that's really professional, isn't it? <laughs> it? Well, this is a professional podcast. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud and subscribe today. Now it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk, our weekly podcast here at Idaho State University's Continuing Education and Workforce Training. I am, as always, your co-host, Paul Dickey, the Video Instruction Manager and Coordinator of the Apprenticeship Programs here at Sweet. And as always, joining me is Angie Wilhelm, our Marketing Director. Angie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Happy Friday. Happy, Happy not Friday. freezing weather. Um, how are all of you? Fine. I'm doing fine today, um, Angie. Um, it is, um, I don't know, uh, we're recording this on the first week of February, if uh, people aren't sure. And we have had a really chilling week this week, a bone chilling week this week. And, you know, it, it's finally let up. And But unfortunately, this, it seems like this weather has gone over to the East Coast, and uh, which, you know, I guess... I guess that's better they have it than us, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's getting, um, it's sunny today and it's a lot warmer and it's a, it's a great Friday. Um, Angie, um, we were doing this special series on, uh, school enrollment programs and we have a great guest today, don't we? We have a fantastic guest. If you've been following this series, We've had some really wonderful guests at ISU that are helping um, us navigate the university or college process. And today we have Katie Leishman and Katie is the Student Success Navigator and Special Populations Project Coordinator here at Idaho State University. How are you today, Katie? I am very well and enjoying the blue skies and looking forward to the weekend, of course, and super excited to be here with both of you today. Thank you. So, K Katie, um, Angie just introduced you, and your title is a, a, a mouthful. Um, it is. What, what exactly is that position? So, officially, the title is Special Populations Project Coordinator, which in itself is a lot, right? But essentially, I'm a student success navigator. So, when it comes to the students that I work with, that's that's what I want them to think of me as, not necessarily a Special Populations Project Coordinator. Okay, and and as success navigator, what does that mean? So I am so I work within the Center for New Directions, which is housed within uh, the College and Career Readiness Center. And so, really, our mission is to assist people um, that are going through a transition in life as they work to overcome personal and economic barriers. Um, and typically that has to do with employment or education. So they may have an employment or an education goal that they're wanting to work towards. And so we just help them access training programs and job opportunities, um, but essentially to become personally and economically self-sufficient. So whatever their goal is, I'm here to help them along the way. And so that's where that student success navigator kind of comes in. 
So is it then for students at the university um, only, or is that for students outside of the university, for example, in one of our high schools or charter schools? I am so glad you asked. So yes, both, both. So anybody who is enrolled in a career technical education program, um, I can I I have many services that I can help connect them with. But I also work with community members. So really anyone in the community, whether they're still whether they're in secondary education or have already graduated, or even want to look at coming back and working on like their GED and things like that. I can help them as long as they have an educational or an occupational goal. Oh, and everything okay. that we do here is free and confidential. So um, it's great services and it's not just for our College of Tech and uh, career and technical education students. So could you just kind of give me an example of what kind of assistance that you provide? Um, I mean, if you know someone was interested in pursuing an occupational goal, what does that number one mean and, and how do you aid them in that? Absolutely. So in the Center for New Directions, we have two full-time counselors and they can help with both um, mental health, personal counseling and career counseling. And then I come in and I can help with career guidance and career coaching. And so if let's say there was somebody, let's start with maybe a community member and they're not quite sure, they know that they want to do something different than the, what they're currently doing, or they want to prepare to come into a college um, type situation, but they don't, they're unsure of exactly which program they want to pursue. We can do what's called the MBTI or the Myers-Briggs type indicator and the strong interest inventory with them. And those are both online computerized um, assessments that they take and we set them up. Um, it's free of charge. Typically, if you were to go to a career coach, you know, out with another organization, there, there usually are fees that go along with that. But here in the Center for New Directions, we can do that for free, um, both the Myers-Briggs type indicator and the strong interest inventory. And they generate these really cool reports that are completely individualized to the person who took these assessments. And both can be used for career guidance. So at the end of both reports, it gives this huge list of occupational families that might be a really good fit based on the person's interests and talents and things like that. And so that's kind of a jumping off point for somebody and a service that, that we provide. And then another kind of bit of advice that I always give people who are just starting with career exploration is it's never a time to be rushed. So it's it's really important to take your time to gather all of the information that, that can be available to you because the more informed you are, the better decision you're going to be able to make. And really, we want to help people find the right fit for them and, and ultimately be successful in their endeavors. Wow. Okay. So so what are, if someone comes to your program and they're interested in a career, then they, they take those um, tests and they, it kind of gives, guides them towards this might be the most appropriate career for them. Um, what are the next steps? Absolutely. So depending on what the next steps are, so somebody may want to, let's say, let's talk about maybe a program that you have within continuing education workforce training. So you guys do CNA, is that right? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. 
So let's say um, that was on the back of somebody's report. They really looked into it. They thought, okay, this is something that I'm interested in. I would actually walk them down then um, to continuing education workforce training. We'd grab one of your wonderful, um, you know, your, your magazines with uh, the catalog with everything you have. We'd look at that. And then maybe I would connect them with, some, with one of the instructors so that they could ask questions. Um, or maybe they were interested in, let me think of a program that we have over here, um, like one of the, the four credit programs would be uh, welding. Let's say they, they came and they said, I'm, I'm really interested in welding. I would work with marketing and recruitment and we'd schedule a tour. I'd make sure that um, you know, they got to see what that environment looks like. They would get to talk to an instructor in the program. And it's always really nice when we have students available to talk to people as well so they can kind of share their experience in those programs. But really, we kind of want to give them a glimpse of what it looks like to be a student, what it looks like to be in that occupation or profession. And um, then again, all the information that we have as well. So um, we've got really high completion rates in all of our programs. Nice. And then, yeah, and Student Services does such a great job also just letting students know about how much they can expect to make when they do enter the workforce. So right. I have a question for you. We have um, interviewed Sharice and Tom from your offices in previous podcasts, and they both have wonderful programs available to students. Um, if someone is interested in re-entering academia, is there a process for they would go to you first or Tom first or Sharice first, or is these kind of intertwined where students can should access all of these resources simultaneously? Absolutely. So all three of the, the people that you've just mentioned, we all work in what's called the College and Career Readiness Center. And so depending on where they're entering in, where we will meet them where they're at. So if they haven't quite completed um, you know, their GED, they'll start there. But as they're working towards that, I may come in and say, hey, you know, you're getting very close to the end of this. I want you to start thinking about what your next goals are. You're getting close to completing this. And so will Cherie, she'll come in and talk about the START program. And then I do, I actually administer the MBTI and strong interest inventory. Um, this semester, I did that for the START program. So they're getting to meet me in their classroom as well. And then they get to know um, me and, and we get to do some career exploration. And then if they fall within special populations, uh, one of the categories, then I also make sure they know about the assistance that's available to them as well. So we are all very intertwined um, and we try to do um, the best that we can in just connecting students with all of the resources that are available to them on the third floor of the Roy F. Christensen building. Nice. So uh, quick question, uh, special populations. What? How do you define special populations? That's a great question. So uh, the state of Idaho uh, through Perkins, Perkins Grant, they actually define it. But uh, essentially, if I were to boil it all down, because it's a huge definition, right? Really, um, anybody that would be considered maybe an underrepresented student, somebody that might have a higher likelihood of running into a barrier to their educational success or reaching their goals, they would fall within special populations. And so um, probably the largest group that we have here um, at the College of Technology would be people that are coming from households that are economically disadvantaged. And that basically means that they're Pell Grant eligible. 
And over half, about 55% of our, all of our students fall within that. And so I help a lot with scholarships. So navigating the Bengal online scholarship system, um, writing some of those scholarship essay statements that are required for some scholarships. I'll even help them try to um, identify external scholarship opportunities. Uh, throughout the semester, we try to do a couple of open scholarship workshops that anybody can just hop into. And then, um, and then if there's any trouble submitting them and things like that, that, that's part of what I can help with. And then the second largest group that we have here are students who are pursuing degrees in an occupation that is non-traditional for their gender. And so an example of that is women entering trade and technical programs oh. and men entering business technology and any of our health occupation or cosmetology programs. So typically when, when you look at a field, if 25% or less of the people in the workforce are one gender, um, then they, it's considered non-traditional for gender. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, now, uh, your office is at the College of Technology. Do you just service students that are interested in going into the College of Technology, or if they were going to other departments uh, in the university, do you help them with that as well? Absolutely. So when we're doing career exploration, um, it's not we're not just looking at College of Technology programs. We're looking at any program, and so a lot of times, yeah, we'll we'll reach out to. Um, the College of Science and Engineering, or we'll reach out to the College of Education and make sure that um, that student is able to do a tour and continue to gather all the information that they need so that they can feel confident in making whatever decision they feel is best for them. Excellent. So it seems like from what I've heard from you today that any person who is just unsure of where they're heading for their career can come up to your guys' center, the center up at the third floor of the Roy of Christianson, and they can go from that unsure of where they're going, and you have free programs to get them all the way to entering college, including scholarship opportunities. Yes, and I actually want to say, and beyond that, right? So even when they're in college, Part of what I'm doing, especially if they fall within special populations, I want to help make sure that that they're being successful in the program. And so part of what I do for special populations is also networking opportunities and activities. So I want to make sure that those students are feeling connected to each other, um, connected to the college, engaged with um, you know, events that are happening and um, able to talk with other students that are going through similar programs and are having similar experiences. So retention is still is, is a part of it. So really, I, I come in when they're just maybe starting to think college or one of our programs might be a good place for them all the way to graduation. So wow. I try to go to as many wow. graduations as possible. And then really even beyond that. So for our students that graduate and enter fields that are non-traditional for the occupation, we do mentoring. So once a month, I try to put together a networking event and we'll invite graduates who are out in the workforce to come and you know have a cup of, of hot cocoa or coffee with 
current students wow. and even wow. prospective students. So we've had some prospective students come in um, and say, gosh, I think nuclear operations where I want to be. We've got several female students that are currently in nuclear operations, in addition to very many women who are now working out at Idaho National Laboratory. So it's kind of that three-tiered mentoring that we try to create for students as well. Wow, that's great. Hey, um, so Katie, it sounds like you're there to help um, get rid of some barriers that someone might have in choosing their pursuing their career or their education. Um, what are some of the bigger barriers that your students come across? Absolutely. So um, I kind of mentioned that a large portion of our students, um, you know, finances is is a struggle. Another one that can be very hard, um, specifically within the College of Technology, our programs are typically Monday through Friday, eight to three-ish. So it's almost a full-time job in itself, right? And so I think sometimes juggling uh, a program that's full-time, working part-time, maybe having family responsibilities as well, that can be really challenging. Um, and so... I see that a lot. Um, the, the third group that falls within special populations that we, um, we serve a lot of are single parents. And so you could see being a single parent where there might be several barriers yeah. um, as, as through your journey um, in, in one of our programs. And so specifically for single parents, we have like an emergency assistance scholarship. So um, if they're having a hard time with transportation, and they're not able to get to classes, we can help with that. They just have to, um, they reach out to us. We sit down with them just to make sure that we're meeting all of their needs. Um, they apply for it. And it's a scholarship that can be um, released in a fairly short time. And people are able to access that money. And um, we've had students use that even for utilities as well. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of other things. Occasionally, we'll have a student who's getting close to needing to take an examination, uh -huh. um, maybe a state state board type test. And those aren't um, free normally, you know, and some of them can be very expensive. And we've been able to help a little bit with wow. some of those as well for our single parents. That's so that's great. one of the assistance yes. that we have. And then for uh, we can also pay for childcare. So if as long as their child is at a facility that is certified by the state of Idaho, to be a child care facility, we can actually help pay a portion of their child care, their monthly expenses as well. Um, trying to think of a couple other things. Uh, and then if they if they end the semester with a 3.0 or higher, we have academic achievement awards as well. And so, oh, wow. um, yeah, and typically those are like um, getting a free haircut or getting your nails done, things like that, you know. Um, and, and utilizing some of the services that we have here on campus or a couple of hot lunch meals at Turner is something that we can provide those students as well. Great, great. So Katie, um, can you off the top of your head, maybe come, say one success story that kind of you just know right at the top of your head? Oh, I've got so many. Um, we had a student and um, she was like in between three different programs. So she came in and did like the MBTI, the strong interest inventory. And she was just struggling really to figure out which between these three she really wanted to do. And um, 
I, I worked with a couple of instructors and she sat in on some of their classes so she could see what that was like. Um, so, so she got to tour uh, the laboratory and sit in on a couple of different classes. And so that helped her. She was able to go from three to two. Um, and then um, she took a little bit of time off to think about things, came back and she toured again and sat in again on two different lectures and she decided, okay, robotics. Robotics is the one for us. And I know you had Shane on not very long ago, yeah. um, but so um, she, she entered the robotics program. And um, so for that, that was, she, she falls within non-traditional. So I, I started, we started with career exploration and then I got to continue with her because she fell within um, special populations because of the program that she chose. But um, She's actually been featured in two of our Tech Expo magazines. So one time uh, was just her in the lab showing off one of her electronic circuits that she had built. And then this last time she got to go to the Northrop Grumman test firing of a NASA motor. Um, and so they highlighted her in that as well. So that was a field trip that she got to go on as a part of the robotics program. And um, she just accepted an internship with uh, Schweitzer Engineering Laboratories, so SEL. And so she's super looking forward to that. She's almost towards, she's almost at the end of the program, getting ready to graduate. And um, it's just, it's been so fun to watch her journey from, I'm not sure which program, um, you know, I don't even know where to begin, to getting ready to go out and join the workforce and do what she came here to do. And so that's been really, that's been yeah. a fun one. Comes to all of the coffee and hot cocoa networking events, and she's just really great <laughs> in encouraging other students who are in the same situation that she was. You know, whether they're unsure of where they want to go, or they're in a program where it's it's really nice to talk to somebody else who's in a similar program and having similar experiences. So, so that's, that's one of them. But man, there's so many. That and is great. That's what I love about what I get to do. Right, you get to to see these people on their journey and um it's just it's so rewarding and so fun so uh, you guys I, may have heard our timer so no. uh, but <laughs> that went by fast the, the timer so did not fast. go off your the it timer did, did like, not go off it is listening to you guys talk about the students that you have up in your programs is so amazing. I think that's one of my favorite questions that um, Paul and Gary ask is that particular question about any stories that you have, because it really brings what you guys do to life. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I thank you so much for sharing that. Now, yeah. Katie, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, and you know they had, hey, I, I'm interested in a career, but I'm, I'm not sure what the first steps are. How would they get a hold of you? So my direct number is 208-282-3363. Um, and again, I work in a center. So we've got a couple of other people up here. So if they wanted a counseling appointment or, um, you know, if you tried to reach me and I wasn't there, you can call our office number as well. And that's 208-282-2453. Okay. So those Thank are the two numbers you can reach me at. Oh, great, great. And uh, uh, I really appreciate you coming on today and, and uh, uh, sitting down and, and explaining what you do and your, and your program. I, um, 
I learn a lot on these podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know we have a listening audience, but you know, for me, I get to benefit from the conversation uh, all my own, and I, I, I have so much fun doing this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And and I and I'm sure we all at um, here at the university appreciate all you that you do to help um, these people find a career path and and give them aid in, in going down that path. Um, it's really. You know, I, I've learned about so many services that the university provides to uh, uh, potential students. It's just amazing that, you know, all that that they have out there for resources. So, Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Um, Angie. You. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Um, Angie, as always, this is, you know, really great. And, you know, hey, Angie, I think we proved I can do this without Gary. <laughs> I think you can. And I'll tell you, I, this is, <laughs> since I've started here, this is one of my favorite activities and items that I get to work on. Because again, we learn so much about, and this particular series as well, we're really getting into the depths of the resources that the university has for um, community members and students. And I think it's just amazing. I wish I would have known about some of these resources when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, everyone. Now, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, you can visit our website to see what we have available for classes at, at the website cetrain. Maybe I can't do this, Val Gary. cetrain.isu.edu. <laughs> Or you can give us a call at 208-282-3372. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and you be safe out there.